Welcome to episode three of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I'm Ty, known on Twitter at S-E-A-T-J-K, and with me as always is Chris. And where can all the haters troll you, Chris? They can troll me at CD Villasenor. I like your Twitter handle because it's like a little bit of a puzzle for people that don't speak Spanish. <laughs> Even though you like, yourself are like not me. Latin. Yeah. <laughs> like me. Like I don't speak Spanish. Yeah. So on the two on three podcast, we allocate 10 minutes per topic and finish with an epilogue where we, uh, I don't know, bare our souls. You can interact with the pod at on Twitter at two on three pod. And if your missives require more than 280 characters, you can email us at two on three pod at gmail.com. This week, we are talking Last Jedi for all three topics. Expect spoilers, so go ahead and shut us off if you're still waiting to get your first viewing in the books. Who's, now, who hasn't seen it yet? Who cares? I mean... If you care. I, I didn't see Force Awakens for, I don't know, a month. Really? I just, I have little kids. I don't know. Whatever. No, I a know, month. but I'm also not this, like, I'm not so committed to the to the cause that I'm going to go out and see the movie by myself in the middle of the night. I'm just not that guy yet. <laughs> <laughs> or ever. No, like, if I'm on, if I'm traveling and I don't have anything to do, I'll go see a movie or whatever. That's fine. I'll eat yeah. alone. I'm used to that. But if I'm just, I'm, I have a hard time with so many, I guess, on-demand entertainment options at my disposal all the time it's really i'm hard pressed to be like oh i'm gonna get up and get dressed <laughs> and leave the house <laughs> put on pants yeah oh oh shit I, i've been drinking i can't go <laughs> <laughs> take an uber yeah this was definitely a circle circle this one on the calendar for me so uh yeah absolutely no i got out early um because i want to be able to talk about it here too with you uh, so our three Jedi topics are um, our preconceived notions versus what the movie delivered. Um, it's, it's topic two will be uh, Chris's problems with the film. <laughs> <laughs> I have some. And then topic three, um, where do we go from here and what do we expect from some of the other chapters? Uh, as usual, we'll wrap up with uh, a quick epilogue, probably Seahawks slash NFL postmortem, and then a quick look at the postseason and we'll make some picks. All right, so topic one, let's get the timer started. I'll let you lead it off, Chris. Uh, how did you feel going in? I was actually pretty excited about it. I thought, I thought it was interesting. They left us in a really interesting spot with Force Awakens. I like The Force Awakens. I think it's a good movie. Um, but it was basically fueled by nostalgia, right? And For sure. so when you fuel that first film with nostalgia, I think it leaves you in a weird spot going forward. Yeah, the first movie, that was actually my own real, only real beef with Force Awakens. I mean, there are minor quibbles here and there. Uh, I don't want to get into TFA because I don't want to spend much time on it. But I, but basically hitting the same notes um, as the first movie, making it a very similar opening and, and a bunch of other things. But that obviously brings us back in, sort of sets the tone, says, hey, you're okay, you're in good hands now. Right, and they leave us with Ray and Luke, and you have this... You have this, you know, you have that, oh, what's going to happen here? What's, you know, what's building? What's, uh, you know, are we going to find out some things? Like, the, the nice thing about the original trilogy is you get farm boy Luke who goes into outer space and you kind of don't know much about him. So when they start to peel the layers off of him, it's, it becomes more interesting. I agree. So you're sitting here at the beginning of Last Jedi and you're waiting for them to peel some of the you're waiting for them to peel some of the onion off of off of Ray cuz she's really the one we don't know anything about, right? right? She's she's the big mystery here. Like we know that Kylo Ren's solo and we know that, you know, but she's the big mystery. She's she's our arc, right? Yeah. So, I always have to start 
whenever anybody talks to me about Star Wars, I always say, my basic rule about this is Star Wars is about Skywalkers. I'm sorry. It just is. I mean, the whole thing is based around Skywalker. It's about Skywalkers and how R2-D2 watches this whole thing unfold. (laughs) So this is the... the, It really is. I mean, it's it's a story of Skywalkers and R2-D2. Well, it's it's at its core, it's a prophecy story, or it's a chosen one story. Yeah. And that runs through the bloodline. Right. It is is rise and fall, rise and redemption, and now we're into our third trilogy. So... Well, it's I was gonna, hold on be real a... quick. I want to say just, you know, which, which George uh, made sure that we understood that very literally it runs in the bloodline. <laughs> this is, why would you take a mystical religion and make it about science? You've ruined it. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> midichlorians, right, no midi- midichlorians don't exist here. Right. But, but the story in and of itself should be about Skywalker. So my preconceived notion is, well, how does Rey relate to the story that we're telling, which is about family clan skywalker right mm-hmm. so you know go, walking into it you're thinking okay we we see that you know ben solo is a skywalker but we've already sort of uncovered his whole thing he's like not a mystery at all they've made him very much one-dimensional in force awakens so you're just you're like hey, we know what his deal is mm-hmm. you know he's a little bit emo <laughs> he's he's got a grandpa He's got a grandpa complex of some sort, and and he's a, you know, and he's down with the patricide. So, <laughs> but, you know, so I'm just waiting around for, you know, I'm waiting around for something to happen to, to Ray. And, and that's, you know, that's where we, that's where we kick it off. Okay, but, and so what, I guess, this actually, is this going to be in your problems list? Because this seems to be one of the big problems I see on the internet, is that people are so disappointed they didn't get their answers. Or they well, felt like the answer was not what they wanted it to be. I'm not, so, I'm always, I'm always about letting people tell me a story. Like, I, right. you know, at, at the end of it all, I will make up my own story <laughs> that appeals to me using these characters in my head. Um, but, I, you know, I came into it fully just, just wanting to say, Hey, tell me a story. Um, and, but it has to have, it has to maintain the internal logic of, of what star Wars is about for me, the, the spirit of star Wars. Um, I don't think, I think they've been trying to recapture the, the magic that they had before, because if we watch original star Wars, right, the special effects are, you know, are what they were for the time. Mm-hmm. But the story in and of itself just sort of transplants you into someplace else. It's just a, you know, it's the Three Musketeers, right? It's, it's just kind got of, a really a lot more of a Western feel, sort of a spaghetti Western feel than any of these newer movies. These newer mm-hmm. movies feel much more akin to a Marvel film than an actual Star Wars movie. And right. I think they've done a better job with the last two, but it's still just it. The world is dirty in a Hollywood way instead of dirty in a dirty way. Right. Exactly, and we're not discovering it, and and that's the pro. That's also the problem when we were when I was a kid, we were discovering the world as we go along, right? And so they've built this, they've done this whole world building thing, and it feels, and it feels maybe a little bit overwrought, you know what I mean? If we compare it to something modern like Game of Thrones, which they've built a world, but and you sort of know the history of the world, but it's. But it's done in a way that 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 isn't so. How should I say? It doesn't feel like they're trying as hard. It just sort of feel like the world is happening around these people, 
And in Star Wars, it feels like they're making the world happen to these people. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but I think Game of Thrones has the advantage of brutality. And nudity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know that, I mean, you know the Middle Ages are brutal. Like, that's, that's what you know. Viscerally, right. as a human being, you can sort of understand how horrible it would have been to live at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the only preconceived notion I really had was Mark Hamill's bitching. And <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, uh, you know, I saw that he... he um, he offered a mea culpa and said he thought that Ryan Johnson did an excellent job, and and but I also know that there was some some cuts made and some changes made because of Mark's feedback. Um, but I got to say, I think uh, Mark was like doing a little fart sniffing on Luke there because he you know the the, the immediately refuted his points. You know he would he would have never done this, and it's like okay, well um, after the the fall of the Jedi, uh, Obi Wan ran, ran off to a desert planet and hid. Uh, Yoda ran off to a swamp planet and hid. <laughs> It's kind of the thing that, that, that Jedi's do. I, I know lo- you think apparently Luke is just a shining beacon of truth. <laughs> I'm going to argue that Ben Kenobi didn't run off to a desert planet to hide. There's something I will. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. Let's. You know, right, well, let's, the stewardship of the fine, but what, right. whatever. Yoda definitely ran off and hit. Oh no, Yoda <laughs> definitely did. Yoda definitely effed this whole thing up and should have gone and hit. Yoda doesn't get nearly enough stench for all of the problems that were caused. This whole thing is Yoda's fault. <laughs> like, everybody's like, oh, Yoda, he's cuddly and he's whatever. He's all whatever. He's like this crazy old bastard who lives in the swamp. La, 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 la. No, he screwed this up. His arrogance and his and his blindness to what was going on is the whole reason we're in this stinking mess to begin with. So... Yes, he does not get enough crap. And during the movie, the only thing that they keyed up for me that I got disappointed on uh, was when they showed Luke's X-wing in the water. Yeah, and he and Ray had like just left. Right. And I was like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna pull a, he's gonna pull a ship out of the water, fly well, off in it. Well, I was well, so excited. <laughs> yeah. And then it didn't happen, and I was so disappointed. Well, yeah. I mean, I think they I think they I think they put it there just to let you yeah let, just to let you know. Yeah. But, I really uh, wanted that moment to pay off, though. I was, I was, excited. I was like, oh, it's going to be sweet. <laughs> he's just going to go down there and yank it out of the water. Yeah, it's probably the only time I would say that during the movie that I fully marked out. Yeah, Like in Force Awakens, it's the, the first Millennium Falcon scene. Dude, that's the other thing that, like I said, when you power a... Uh, when you power these prequels on nostalgia, you just don't get those moments anymore, right? Yeah. We already got our moments. We already got our first look at the Falcon, which was absolutely like, you know, goosebump inducing. Can we, and then we, the first time Han ahead, and Chewie show up, and then the first time you see Leia, and the first yeah. time you see all these characters, you're so hyped to see them. And now, and now we're into this next movie, and okay, we've seen them, so you can't, re- you can't rely on just walking through the door to make people go, wah! You have to actually do something. So, let me ask you one other thing. In all the time that has passed, or the 30 plus years since the, the original trilogy, uh, you know, in the in the Star Wars timeline, why aren't all the Rebel fighters Corellian uh, sh- shipping <laughs> Star Cruisers? Why don't we have? Because that apparently is the best dogfighting ship we've got. 
Apparently, yes. Apparently, the the be- if the best ship in the fleet is the Corellian freighter, yes, we should have fifty of them. Yes, they should all. We should build <laughs> lots of those. Everybody still call it a hunk of junk, and it comes out and smokes all kinds of fires every time. Again, this comes back to my other premise: is regardless of what you tell me, your favorite character in Star Wars is the Millennium Falcon. I agree. It's the it's really the only thing that gives gives me the chills when it comes on screen to, to kick some ass. It's always awesome. It's, yeah, it doesn't never, matter who's driving it. Nope. It's no. never not awesome. Lando just as good with Lando. Just Lando as good. actually, Lando is his legacy lives on the fact that he showed up in the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, he gets yeah. the shine. Lando got the shine from the Falcon, not the other way around. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. He's a, yeah. He piggybacked on that. So yeah, like I said, I don't care what you tell me. The Falcon is your favorite character in Star Wars. It's well, the any best. any letdowns for any last preconceived notions? Not really, but you know. Oh, oh. it's the new timer for you. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> we've gone we've gone new agey people the, hey, you're complaining like about old timey yeah we're new agey now anyway these times i'm gonna figure out how to shut it off okay so <laughs> in the pre to wrap up our preconceived notions here we are ray has everything she needs to succeed big time in the star wars universe she's got the force she's got a lightsaber she's got the falcon she's got chewy and she's got r2 <laughs> what do you need like that's the it that is the, the greatest package you could be given in this whole universe to succeed in a very big way. You can't it's also the possibly... best toy accessory package you can get. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Except replace Ray with me and just give me <laughs> Chewie, R2, the Force, a lightsaber, and the Falcon, and turn me loose. All right. On to problems. 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 So you have problems. I have one question. Okay. Why is Kylo Ren? So is he not a Sith? Because why is he not a Darth? <laughs> Do you have to be a Darth if you want you a Sith Lord? See, yes, but I don't know. Maybe they did away with all that. I and also, know. so then the it, pomp and circumstance. Well, so I need to understand this because your name was Anakin Skywalker. You take on your your Sith Lord name, Darth sure. Vader. Uh, Palpatine becomes Darth. Or, uh, yeah, Darth, Darth Sidious, Sidious becomes Emperor. Becomes, back to Palpatine, which right. I never understood that part either. Sure. Like, why isn't he Emperor Sidious? I don't get it. Hey, Whatever. look, someone's calling over here. Who's calling this time of the night? For God's sake. What, are you getting phone calls? Yeah, I don't know. Hope it's not an emergency. <laughs> thanks, for the, thanks for interrupting the show. Just let us know. Right. <laughs> let us know if it's an emergency, though. <laughs> Great. Yeah, right. First uh, in. All right, and then... Oh, I, I totally lost my train of thought. You blew me up. No, no, no. So he's not a Darth. Right. Okay, so no, that's what I'm getting at. So, But his name is Ben Solo. So he didn't, like, change to you know, Darth Ren or whatever. He just, what, just, I uh, just picked a name. He's just, yes. yes. That's, I'm now, I'm now the Kylo Ren. That's terrible. It's something, it's something some unmoored emo kid would do is basically, you know who it reminds me of? <laughs> who? Kobe Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> he gave him, yes, he's, yes, the Mamba. He yes. just gave himself a nickname. Yeah. yeah. I'm no longer Ben Solo. I'm now Kylo Ren. Yeah, like I, again, this, this this is always one of my favorite bits from the well, old days. <laughs> At what point does someone who changes their stage name decide to tell all their bandmates that they now have to call them, you know, Sting <laughs> or right. the Edge? Right. It's like, oh, Dave, do we have yeah. to call you the Edge now? God damn it! <laughs> like I just, especially, and that's what I want to see. I want, I really would like to know a lot more about um, Hux and Kylo's relationship because I have a feeling that that's how it went. God, like you, it's terrible. You're yes. going to call me Kylo Ren now. What? No. <laughs> no. All right. Let's all right, get your on. Your problems. Tell me your my problems. My problems. First of all, again, 
since we're powered by nostalgia, you're figuring it's a jumping off point. So the movie opens. Luke grabs the lightsaber, tosses it over his shoulder, and walks off. Like, immediately I knew I was screwed. Immediately I knew this has gone the wrong way. It's like, from a tone perspective, and then he milks that sea monster? Are you <laughs> kidding me? I, I just, like, I'm like, what in the hell is going on Well, in the this movie, movie starts with the Poe Dameron extended your mom riff. Like, that's the so, first scene. I, I mean, yes. I mean, I, you know, it's... Humor is part of what happens. Funny things happen, but I always felt like funny things happen in the original trilogy, but no one was trying to be funny. I don't know. I mean, I just I was looking at some of this today because I knew this was going to come up because I think I have less of a problem with it than most of the people have been critical of it. Yeah. And that's because I think I had a really open mind for whatever reason. Um, I did think it was probably a little too joke heavy overall. Um, and early on, I do think that it, it was like it was a little jarring. Cause it was sort of what, what, what's happening, but there was enough familiarity and enough goodwill. And like you said, sort of that through line from the first movie that I was willing to kind of stick it out and see how it went. Right. Um, and I totally understood the, the Luke dynamic immediately. He's like, Oh, I don't want anything to do with this. So right. I didn't have, I, I didn't expect him to be like, Oh, you found me. Oh, here's my words. of it. I really actually appreciated that buildup. Yeah, I appreciate the buildup, but to, for him to just grab the the thing and then toss it over his shoulder nonchalantly and walk off just seemed not. It just didn't seem like it was building to a story that's going to be satisfying for me well, personally. I personally, I would have liked to see him just actually chuck it, like really give it a. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to give it a go, yeah. either that or just push it aside and walk off, yeah. or something. And but I understand what they're setting up, but you know, you give us this big buildup. And, of course, you just sort of pull the rug out. Now, I've seen people write, well, we're destroying Star Wars in order to rebuild it. Well, you don't do that in the second movie of a trilogy. <laughs> you don't. You don't. We're not into the deconstruction phase here. But how, I mean, so it's not. But how is it different, I guess, than when Luke goes to Dagobah? How is, because, it, how is it different? Because it's part of Because part of his journey is the fact that he doesn't understand what's happening around him and they're slowly sort of pulling the veil back, you realize that that Yoda is something more. Sure. And that this is this is one of the issues, one of the challenges I think the writers have is we know so much about Luke Skywalker already, so it's hard right. to make him mysterious. Right, and I think that did that right off the get because that's not what you expected. I don't, I don't think it makes him mysterious. I just think it makes, you know, I just don't think from a... It doesn't have the sort of... It doesn't have epic movie written all over it for me and i think it's i think i mean star wars is a myth right it's a fairy tale it's supposed to have it's supposed to have a a dignity to it that this just does not have what are you talking about it's so corny if you go watch it now you go watch episode four right now it is so corny there is a line where i mean return of the jedi is now roundly considered the worst of the original films because of its corniness Right. But, but it, at the time, that wasn't the case. At the time, Empire was sort of like, oh, this was weird and not like what we thought we were going to get. No, Empire was awesome because, you know, it's the bridge. It's the so bridge. I did, I, did some, I did some research today, and I, gotta, <laughs> I want you to go look up the New York Times review of Empire Strikes Back. And what you'll find is that critics at the time panned it a little bit and said it wasn't nearly as good as the first movie. And that if you also find that when Jedi comes out, it's considered a return to form. So obviously those opinions don't hold up. Right. And my point is here is that I think a middle movie is designed to be uncomfortable. 
Okay. I mean, I think I think I don't think you're wrong. I just think that I just think that <laughs> your tone says is, otherwise. <laughs> no, I just think it's uncomfortable in the wrong way. That's the what. That's what okay. I'm saying. Th- this does not help us. This does not push Ray's journey any. F- does it? Her whole interaction with Luke does not push her journey forward. He's just an ass to her constantly. He doesn't. He's not. He's not being an ass to her to teach her things. He's being an ass to her because he's an asshole. This is the this is the problem I have with their whole interaction. Well, he also is he also knows that he refucked the world. I know, but the, the problem is <laughs> he, he, re- he has he, he has restarted a, everything he had just just worked to get rid because, of because because he's stupid. Now, the, <laughs> which which brings me back to my other huge problem with with the Force Awakens, because at the end of Return of the Jedi, didn't we win? Did we not win? Yeah, did I, we I'm, win? I, I'm I'm a little confused about the, what happened right. in the intervening period, and actually, that's that's one of my problems is that, and it's a lightweight problem because I've really decided. I guess I just don't care that much. But during Force Awakens, I was really much like, "Who is Snoke, and why does he exist?" And we got none. Uh, we got no answers whatsoever. No, and it's almost felt like to me that they knew they had to have a master in a you know. Jedi slash Sith situation, so they just did it and didn't really have a plan for it. Yeah, well, it's I mean the whole thing is the whole the whole point is, you know, this is sort of the the idea that history doesn't repeat itself but it rhymes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get into this, you get so if you want to make this rhyme in the right way, you know, Luke should see Ray as his opportunity to redeem himself. Right. He should see that this is the redemption that Yoda, that Yoda, the chance at redemption that Yoda got and did his best to try to get Luke to a certain place. Luke doesn't recognize that in Rey and he just treats her horribly and doesn't help her become a better Jedi even remotely in the whole time that they're there. All he does is look at her and goes, oh, my God, you're so powerful and I'm a loser and I can't help you. You should leave. Yeah. And, and then he throws himself a giant pity party. Yeah, it was and annoying. It's it's annoying. It's like do something. But he doesn't. And and well, so, I also my memory says that Luke's attempts to be like tough and heroic never worked out <laughs> once in the first movies either. He's always well, like I'm going to just walk in here and do whatever I want and then it becomes a huge problem he has to well, get, out, get out of. The problem well the thing the nice thing about what Luke was trying to do. Luke was like I need to be a hero and he'd go for it and he'd kind of screw it up, but he had friends. So the the thing about it is now they've 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 taken our original characters and not really done anything with them. There there's so much you could do with Luke, Leia and Han that you just didn't do. You've completely wasted, you know, this whole shared history that we have with these characters by making them nostalgia props and then not doing anything with them. Well, that's what you were doing. That's what the Force Awakens was though, right? Is like making Giving us the, the Ray right. Finn Poe trio, and then keeping them apart in this movie. Yeah, but the those characters are all stuck in neutral, like hard neutral, if not partial reverse. Well, Ray's not. I mean, I think the Ray Kylo Ren stuff was. I thought I thought it was entertaining and interesting. Ray doesn't become a more full character, even in my opinion, at all. Like she's no more. She's no more than she was when we first saw her. She's this something we don't know anything about. Uh, she's strong in the force, but why? 
I'm blowing through the. I'm blowing yeah, through no, this. And you can eat it. We're not done with this. <laughs> I'm, blow, I'm blowing through this. I knew this I'm, was going to happen. That's why I sold you at the top of the show before we started recording. I was like, I think we should just run a 30 minute episode and not worry about this because we're all right. stuck on something. All right. Anyway, I'm blowing through the. I'm blowing through the stop. All right. Anyway, the. Uh, but she's no. She's she's no more than she's no more than a than some sort of prop to sell toys. She doesn't do anything. She sort of gets used and abused by Kylo this whole, for the whole movie like she yeah. doesn't have a she doesn't have a single thought of her own they didn't make her all she does is follow Luke around and then when Luke sort of kicks her to the curb she just takes off um she gets nothing out of that relationship and i think it's a huge waste i think that 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 there's a there's a better there's a there's an interest there's a more interesting story to tell with Luke that they just completely miss I don't disagree with some of your with some of the points that you're making. Um, I, I would say though, one of the things I want to point out that I feel like they got extremely right when it comes to Ray is the fact that they made a two and a half hour movie with one lightsaber fight. I didn't miss it until it happened, and when it happened, it was awesome. Oh no, the fight's great. Yeah, the fight, the 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 saber, the the yes. red, the Ray, yeah. and the I Ray even enjoyed. Yeah, and I enjoyed the. Uh, the occlumency moment with Kylo and Snoke, I thought that was cool. The, yeah, the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, not like revolutionary or anything. Um, yeah, and and Snoke's a big waste of my time. I mean, we can get yeah. into the, we can get. So, well, that's why so, he, he's one of my real big problems for the movie. Is yeah. just like, why do I give a shit about this thing? What is this thing? Who is this person? Yes. What happened between uh, Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens that this guy was able to rebuild this military? No, I have no idea. Nobody, <laughs> it's it's just a they just hand wave it like right because like, given what we know about what Palpatine did to the Galactic Senate, and I don't really, I'm gonna get super nerdy about like the the events that occur here, but sure, what government is in place? We know that he disbanded the Senate. We know that Senate many of the senators were part of the rebellion in individual planets and things like that. What happened after Jedi? There was a medal ceremony, and then what? Back to fighting? Because like, <laughs> <Right>. what? <laughs> People have written books that are unreadable for yeah, the well, most they're, part, and they're also decanonized now, right? Yeah. So you know, I guess in Force Awakens they blow up all the sort of Republic planets in one fell swoop with the Star Killer base, which puts the Resistance on their back foot. Gotcha. But still, it's just like, what? How did? Why are we? Why are we losing? Anyway, the um. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I think that that when you're talking about the plot, going back to the plot some more, yeah. as opposed to the buildup, because I think the whole the whole platform's broken. I do, like nothing makes sense. There's no internal logic to why the First Order exists and why they're so powerful and why. And that was one of my biggest problems with the Force Awakens too. Yeah, it's like I don't know how we lost. It's just no one is even like in passing tried to explain it. No, and 30 years is not that long. <laughs> Right. Well, they're still around, right? They're right. characters. The other problem I have is with the artificial ticking clock. Like, you know, we have the ticking clock that shows up in Star Wars, right? It's like the Death Star is going to have oh, a firing sure, sure, solution sure. on Yavin 4 in like 20 minutes. Yeah, Let's, yeah. We need to blow it up. It, we can fly it halfway across the universe, but we can't get it around the moon in like <laughs> whatever. In like 10 seconds. So the artificial ticking clock is one thing, and it, it shows up again and again in Star Wars, right? This artificial ticking clock was so stupid that i could not get over it it's like they can outrun us we can't they're far enough away from us that we can't get close enough to bombard them and so we're just gonna wait till they run out of gas (laughs) like what (laughs) what 
Is this a space? Is this a spaceship movie? I don't. Are we? Are we? Are we really doing the whole pirates chase the navy chasing the pirates ticking clock thing here? So that it is terrible. That's a horrible story choice. It was pretty bad because like you couldn't cope with anything else, um, and it really made it. It really killed the uh, the Canto bite plot. The whole, I mean, which I know is extraneous anyway. People have problems with that. I don't really have a problem with the idea of having a, a red herring plot that then comes back to basically show you that not every endeavor has a positive outcome. Like I'm fine with that sort of that tool as a, mm-hmm. a narrative tool. Um, but it really, the, the fact that they had to like go do this mission while the chase was going on was right. really, really <laughs> screwy. And in a, in a way that like was like, what? So you're now you're running around in a casino, but literally there's like a slow speed car chase on the freeway that you somehow <laughs> got away from. Like, right. What? <laughs> And we got to sneak back to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll go back there. Let's go back. And, I mean, I... and that actually leads me to my single biggest actual plot point problem with the movie, which is related to this chase scene. If the hyperspace jump through the pursuers was an option, why would you not do it the moment you got the last transport off the frigate? Yeah. Go early. Yes. Go big. Go big early. Why would you? Because like most of the transports got destroyed. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, most of the transports like, oh, we've got about one lick of gas left. Why don't we wheel this bad boy around and smoke it right through the front door of of that giant star destroyer? Well, I, I, just do it before half of the people you're trying to save already got killed. <laughs> like it was, if it was an option, why were you waiting? I know that. I mean, I that the artificial ticking clock in this particular thing was annoying to me. I just could not get over it. I just, I couldn't separate myself from how bad it was. I couldn't yeah, get away from it. Well, and then there's, I didn't. It, it was the narratives were put together well enough that this didn't really bother me during the movie. But I did, somebody pointed it out that I saw afterwards when I actually started consuming media about the movie. That what happens with Ray seems like it takes weeks or months, but meanwhile, you know, whatever the however long the chase takes. It can't be what a half a day, a day or two, three, I don't hour, three hours. Is it three hours? Is that what something it is? Something like that. It's like it's essentially like it's like we're gonna run out of we're gonna run out of fuel in I don't know whatever. Yeah, even I had if real it's three days. This. I had real even problems it, with this because of the yeah. how did the, all that Benicio del Toro stuff have time to happen? Good lord, <laughs> real problem. I with that. I almost my when del Toro showed up, I was just like I was so done. All I right. was I couldn't handle it. At Do you all. have anything else you have to you have to complain about? Because I that think I have to, get, to complain. Yes. Do I have to complain about? Because we're um, almost we're almost twenty minutes into <laughs> topic two here. All right. Okay. Last thing, because this is well, first of all, fan service like Leia using the Force to like save herself from dying in space was fan service of the worst kind, like completely out of character. Everyone just wanted to see Leia use the force once. And, and like, and so the force quote, like, I don't know, the force saves her before she dies just so she won't die, which it might've been better if she had died. Well, I thought she was going to for obvious reasons. Sure. (laughs) Um, And I actually was thinking about it afterwards. I didn't really like that, but would have, been fine with it i think if she had been successfully able to shield herself from the blast with the force right and survive right as opposed to get sucked out into space and then sort of reanimate like, yeah like you cut back to the whole bridge sucked out and everyone's sucked out and leia's still there like yes. with her hand out right like holding holding it back or whatever right. like she's or, or she's basically using a, a like yeah she's she's held back the fire let it get sucked out of the hole and then she's like holding the hole you know like until right. they can recompress or whatever get her you know however whatever or get her out of there. right yeah get her out 
Yeah. Okay. So that felt like terrible fan service to me. I, I didn't like that. I didn't feel like, I don't know. I, I, I thought, thought there was, was a better way to go about it. Certainly. And then this is my last big, big problem. I have more problems, but this is the one I want to touch on before we, we go to the next thing. Yoda <laughs> showing up to talk to Luke. Number one, kudos for using the puppet. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna say thank it. you for using I the puppet. It. But there's no way that that should be Yoda. That should be Obi Wan Kenobi talking to Luke. There's well, no question about this in my mind because this whole thing is about about Obi Wan. So Obi Wan's friend, he fails his friend. His friend goes dark. Obi Wan takes his son. Leaves him in the, pr- leaves him with. Uh, here's here's another thing. I'm gonna retcon back. I'm taking this back. <laughs> Obi Wan leaves Luke with his brother Owen Lars. Mm-hmm. Owen Lars is Ben Kenobi's brother. Originally in the Star Wars trading cards that I had as a kid, it said okay. Owen Lars is Ben Kenobi's brother. Ben takes his best friend's son back to his home, Tatooine, because we didn't know Anakin was from Tatooine. Mm-hmm. They whatever. Takes him to Ben Kenobi's home, Tatooine, leaves him with his brother, and then lives in the desert close enough to make sure he's safe, hoping one day to train him to become a Jedi to help his friend Anakin. The whole reason Ben Kenobi does all this is to try to save Anakin because it's his best friend, and he felt like he saved him, uh, he felt like he failed him, and he loves the Skywalkers. He is their best friend. He's. And so when Luke is taking this last step toward becoming one with the Force or whatever, this is not Yoda's spot to usher Luke, to finish Luke's quote-unquote training, to, to, to push him to this next level. This is Obi-Wan's spot. And I think Obi-Wan gets completely cheated by not getting a chance to have that last interaction with Luke and allowing Luke to go to go forward to complete his journey as a Jedi. And my first reaction to that was that one is, you know, it's obviously an Alec Guinness problem, but there, uh, there, there was the, they replaced actual Anakin with stupid Hayden Christensen hologram in the update anyway. So there's right. precedence for making it Ewan McGregor. Then, you could make it Ewan McGregor. You could make it young. You could make Obi-Wan's ghost young, or you could old up, <laughs> you could white hair, you know, yeah. Nobody would be mad. You and McGregor. No one would. No one would be angry about maybe this. Maybe he said no, or maybe they wouldn't cut the check for five minutes. And he was oh, like, please. no, I'm not doing, he's not doing the cameo. Hopefully, <laughs> oh, they've got budget <laughs> issues over at Star Wars. Oh, again, nostalgia driven. They wanted the puppet, so that's probably the reason. There. I, I didn't. I don't feel as strongly about that, but I understand why you do. Like, I, I follow your logic all the way, but I don't. I guess from a purely from a, how did this bother me? In this movie, it didn't really. So yeah, and the fact that R two's big basically been given short shrift and basically ushered to the curb, it makes also makes me angry because it's really also about R two, this whole this whole story. Well, and then I kind of hated that we have to keep with the continuity of R two now being able to fly and having the the whatever. whatever he can he's you can you can make him do whatever we need him to do. We have exactly. the we have the movie magic to make him roll across dirt and sand and upstairs who knows it doesn't really matter it's just anyway it's so 
like I said, I'm why do the not... cars hover but not the droids? This has driven me crazy <laughs> for my entire life. I'm like, why would this be? Like, why do you have this robot that can barely move, like walking around in this desert? And meanwhile, all the cars yeah. can fly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. anyway, because I mean, at least they follow. I mean, you can set up the rules any way you want as long as you're relatively consistent about them. And I just don't feel. I feel like, I feel like we've gone down this road of like super duper fan service and and but you realize so, the fans are upset because they didn't get enough fan service right like i the, think they like got they, they get the wrong fan service i don't know i don't know, know. i'm out sorry i just it's one of those things where i guess i'll just be the the old guy on my porch yelling you know why this movie sh- this trilogy should be about han luke and leia that should be about them struggling with with success and how to try to and how to how to keep the next generation from making the mistakes they've made only to have them make the same mistakes they made and dealing with it sure i mean uh it's just it's tough with these movies because there's no there's very little margin for error and it's basically you all you can do is not fuck up no, I don't think that's no, true. I don't think you don't, can. I, you really okay? You know, okay. So my issue is that like anything though is going to be perceived in a negative light that doesn't meet expectations because there's so much. Like you said, they're working yeah. from a deficit. There's a lot riding on it, and I think that um, you know, let's take a, let's take for example the you know Disney's other monster franchise, which is Marvel. They took all these characters that people have known for decades. And did something cool with them. They set up the rules, and they let the story, and they just let the stories run. And it doesn't really matter. We all we love it. Now, I mean, you can nerd out about it, it's like, oh, that's not what happened, or blah blah blah. But it doesn't really matter because the stories are compelling. And there's there's a there's an internal logic that works with the Marvel movies that Star Wars decided to just throw out. Because but um, they're the dealing Marvel with... movies also they have some they lack heart though. There's some they're... sort of a connective tissue that's not there. They're they're, dealing some with... of the individual movies are really good, but I don't have a feeling about like the Marvel property the way I have a feeling about Star Wars. No, but they're doing they're doing a lot of the right things. When you have a when you have something this big and this unwieldy, you're going to get some turds in there. But you have to have like the showcase pieces that move everything together. Things come apart. Things come together. They have the they have. But 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 the internal logic for the most part works with Marvel and it, and with Star Wars I don't think any of the internal logic works. All right, all right, we have to move on because we're thirty seven minutes into our thirty minute show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we're gonna go. I think I, I teased a, a bit of a Seahawks epilogue, but let's push that to next week when we're maybe a little further away from it. We can talk oh. about NFL fandom and, and see how the playoffs are going. Check back in with the NFL at that point. I still want to do picks at the very end, but uh, last topic for Star Wars: Where do we go from here? I'm not sure. I think I'm just again. I'm just going to go to the movies and let them give them an opportunity to tell me a story. I think that um, I think that you run into problems when you try to tell a story across three movies, where something like Rogue One is a very tight and well told uh-huh. tale. Uh-huh. I think they need to. I think Episode Nine needs to be a tight and well told tale. But I think because from my perspective, none of the characters went forward. I think they're basically starting flat-footed so they're I, in my mind they're well, gonna have to kylo do ren developed really cool. the most right like his well, his character changed the most in this movie yeah but you still don't know what he's doing and you and, and which is Neither not a bad he. thing i think that's kind of the point <laughs> and his his origin makes no sense so anyway that we're not 
All right, we'll come back and do it. We'll do a, a Force Awakens rewatch at some point when we're short on content. <laughs> <laughs> I could talk about Star Wars for a month. On yeah, this, just we should, we just pepper them in here and there. All right, All so right, no, we'll no compelling in. content to cover on where we're going from here. I don't know. I mean, the Resistance is down to like a ship of twenty-five people. Right. Like the entire res- the entire Rebel fleet is now riding in the Falcon. There's like twenty of them. <laughs> it does seem like they're in a bit of a tough spot. It seems like they're in a tough spot. The sp- I guess I guess Luke is the the spark that lights the fire that. Oh, that's the whole thing, right? The that's the middle order. movie. You have to feel like all is yeah. lo- all hope is lost at the end and, of the second. And movie. you know, and we see that the force is starting to act, to work in mysterious ways again because maybe the force had not been working, and I think that's the whole point of the Force Awakens. It starts to choose people again. It's speaking but, of the uh, force, but we'll see. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a religious man. I'll keep my opinions to myself, but I'm not a religious man. And uh, I started thinking about like, I think if somebody, if I'd never seen Star Wars and somebody had like a church of the force, I think Mm -hmm. that would be like more, I'd be more inclined to buy into the the idea of a connected living spirit between individual things than I would be to the higher power idea. Well, that's what it is. That's that's. I think that's the basis of pretty much. Oh well, there's the whole father thing. There's the whole authoritarian father thing that shows up in most modern religions, <laughs> like the the dad upstairs who tells you that you better straighten up or else you know, hell. Right, and it's it's predica- <laughs> it's, it's yeah, and it's predicated on believe me, I will fuck you up if you don't. <laughs> right. The force is yeah. The force is a little more. The force is a little more uh, hippy dippy, I guess. Sure. In, in that way. It's like it's, it's around just... us, man. It's a, it surrounds all living things, man. <laughs> Look, I, I'm a scientist, and it's just I'm, I'm going with what's the most mathematically likely solution here, and the force is, I think, up at the top at this point. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and with regard to religion, I'm ready to find out on the other side. I'm ready for someone to tell me a story when I when it's my turn to go. So that's you know, I'm, be interesting. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. All right. Well, that was a good. A good solid nearly forty minutes on uh, Last Jedi, which is well more than we usually do. So let's uh, let's wrap the this week up with a quick look at uh, look back at last week's NFL picks and then this week's Wild Card Weekend coming up. So I once again went two and three in my picks um, because everybody sucks, everything sucks, the Seahawks are <laughs> terrible. Uh, so I had Minnesota twelve and a half point favorite that that won. Seattle is a seven and a half point favorite that obviously lost. Uh, New Orleans is a seven and a half point favorite. Um, that obviously lost. Also, Carolina is a three and a half point dog. They they lost by twelve. Uh, I couldn't had a, had a really. It's good to wait a week to talk Seahawks because even though I wasn't mad about the Blair Walsh missed field goal because it didn't matter, somebody did make a point like, can you imagine if the Falcons had lost and you missed that field goal? Like what kind of the what kind of feeling you'd have today or right now? Like how upset you'd be? I didn't want to think about it. Uh, and then I had the Chargers as an eight and a half point favorite, and they uh, they did their job. So I told you, for the I told season, you the Chargers. I told you the Chargers were going to come through. Yep, I thought so. And then overall no. for the season, I finished one game under five hundred. So if you bet with me this year, you would have lost, uh, you know, almost nothing. Yeah, you'd, right, you'd, so, you'd have paid. You'd have paid for the fun and and the fun frolicking that is gambling. That's the reason I, I hey it's, I look at it as entertainment budget. It's sunk cost. If I if I there's there's winnings like we've talked about. You must be magnanimous with gambling winnings to even out the karma. Right. Exactly. All right, what do we got this week? All right, so this week we've got Tennessee at Kansas City, and it looks like a consensus minus eight line. Chiefs are favored. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with it. I think the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs have a little bit. I, I think they have at least one win in them. Yeah, and, I, and I'm 
Tennessee, I don't believe in, I didn't believe in Tennessee all year, and I, I still don't. So I, I don't like the eight points. I'd rather it was like four or five. So it'd right. be a touch, I'd like a touchdown favorite here, but I will also take the Chiefs. All right, we've got Atlanta at the Rams. Uh, the Rams are a – I see it at six, six and a half, depending on where you look. Five, minus five in one place. Anyway, Rams by – let's say Rams by a touchdown. Oh, let's see. I, you know, Atlanta's a dome team. Mm-hmm. They, they're an artificial grass team. They're going to go to L.A., play on real grass. They're going to lose. You think so? so? Yeah, they're gonna lose by they're gonna lose they're gonna lose by ten, so I'm, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Rams here. Are you gonna go all chalk? I, I'm, in this case, I just don't trust the I don't trust the Falcons on the road. You know, on on real grass. Yeah, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. I don't again. Um, I really would like. I think if I was gonna pick an upset this week, this is the one I'd want to pick. Um, with Atlanta, just you know getting it together and the Rams kind of falling apart. Cause you know, I, I keep waiting for that to be a house of cards, but it seems like maybe it's not. So I agree with you. I'm, I'll stick the Rams too. Uh, and Todd Gurley still running. He's still running. He's the still guy running. is, the guy is still running. If somebody just liked my tweet from like two weeks ago about Jesus Christ, Todd Gurley and he ran that guy over. <laughs> <laughs> just got a reminder out of like 10 minutes ago. It was great. Um, all right. We got Buffalo at Jacksonville and Jacksonville is an eight point favorite. Man, Bortles, you, Bortles, Tyrod Taylor, <laughs> it's a clash of titans. This is like choosing between ointment and suppository, as far as I'm concerned. Um, do you want to take, do you take Tyrod Taylor on the road or you take Blake Bortles at all? If I'm well, going to take anything, I'm going to take Jacksonville's defense yes. and a home field advantage. And how many points? Uh, it's eight. <laughs> yeah, Buffalo. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Jacksonville to win and Buffalo to cover that. I, I you know, if I was gonna bet this game, I'd probably take Buffalo. I think we're gonna end up with a close game. I think that. Uh, well, I don't know because I need to know if McCoy is playing, and That's we true. don't know right now. That's a big deal. If McCoy doesn't play, then I, there's no way I'm taking Buffalo. All right, fair enough. I'm hedging that. I'm taking Buffalo anyway. All right, I'm well, taking Buffalo regardless. All right, well, I'll be on the other side of that one just for fun because we all have all the same picks. That's not fun. <laughs> Uh, all right, Carolina at New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans looks like a six and a half point favorite. This is your um, your Cam your Cam your Cam Newton wrong, feeling wrong, it. Wrong. Your Cam Newton feeling it um, uh, theory fell apart a little on you last uh, last week. Yep. Um, you know, New Orleans has been having a good year. They're at home. Um, I'm going to give them home cooking. What are they getting? Six and a half. They're giving six and a half. Yes. Oh, man, Vegas has really got or Vegas has really got this one tight. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna take. I'm again. I think New Orleans wins, and I think. Uh, but I think. Um, but I think Carolina covers. Here. All right, I'm gonna take New Orleans to cover because uh, I think that's how I bet this game. If it was just a regular game, I think they're just a better team. Um, and well, I don't know. I'm always wrong with the Panthers. I can't ever get them right, so I'll probably be wrong here too. Yeah, I mean they're in, they're inconsistent, so they're 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 obviously gambling poison. Yeah, they're not a fun team to bet on. No. Okay. All right, my Good, brother, man. That quick. Now, apologize to everybody for a 45-minute show. Without I'm not a... apologizing at all <laughs> because I think I think you got I think you got an immense amount of Star Wars wisdom from me this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to, re- to revisiting the topic at some point down the road. We could talk right. about. I would like to do a whole episode on uh, the right order to watch the movies in. I you, you want me to give you a quick preview of the right order to watch them in? <laughs> you throw away the prequels? Yeah, no. You oh. re- 
It's Empire Strikes Back, A New Hope, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Return of the Jedi, <laughs> Rogue tiger. One, and then the rest of them you can watch whenever order you want to. But Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is at least my third, probably my third favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah, you said that. So I'll tell you what, I saw that it's coming up on one of my cable channels here in the next couple of weeks. So I'm recording it whenever it comes on and uh, watch I'll watch it. it again. I'll watch it again. We can do a Cou- Crouching Tiger episode. Listen, watch it like a Star Wars movie and it'll blow your mind. It is such a great Star Wars movie. All right. I didn't enjoy it that much the first go around. So I don't know what my problem was. I know everybody it, else seemed it, to love it. Because you can't read. Because you never learn to read. Is that why it is? That's why we do a podcast. <laughs> because you have to read the movie read. while they t- while they speak the while they speak Mandarin. No, I don't have any problems with subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. All right, talk to you later. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening. See ya. Okay, Polly, you ready to play a little bit of music? No. Now, this is the Nick Winter Show, and I do the entertaining. Thank you. Let's go out with something really hot for these folks. A big hit out of '77. Ah, Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars, give me the Star Wars, don't let them in. Ah, Star Wars, if they should buy wars, please let these Star Wars stay and pay. How about that nutty Star Wars bar? Can you forget all the creatures in there? And hey, Darth Vader in that black and evil mask. Did he scare you as much as he scared me? Ah, Star Wars! Those near it, Star Wars! My seventh winner up here, Star Wars!